Bienvenidos to the cookout. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to join you on today. My name is Ashley Thomas. I am the founder and executive director of the Hive Community Circle. And joining me here on Somos Medelated Voices is Aisha Charles, who is a local community leader as well as nationally known artist. Aisha, thank you so much for being with us here on today. Can you share with us, for those that are listening um, with us for the first time, um, share with them a little bit about who you are? Well, thank you all for having me today. My name is Aisha Charles. I am a muralist, last creator here in Columbia, South Carolina. I am a self-taught artist by trade. And I just paint positive vibes on the canvas of life, wherever my paintbrush guides me. <laughs> yes, and it's so amazing. If you are from the Midlands area, you have definitely probably passed by um, and seen your murals that are just absolutely amazing um, and beautiful. And can you, you know, being from this area, share with us something that, you know, you most enjoy yourself about being from the Midlands? I can say one thing that I can that I love about the Midlands and why I even came back home mm. is because the community, if it wasn't for my teachers, if it wasn't for my peers, if it wasn't for people that I just met on the street here in South Columbia, I wouldn't really have the foundation that I do as far as like why I'm so confident in being the artist that I am because I had too many people believing in me. So being able to give that everything that was cultivated within my spirit back into the community and being able to bleed into them the same way they did to me when mm. I was a kid is huge. And I'm thankful for being able to be granted that responsibility to help others. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. Um, one, just talking about the fact that you chose to come back. Mm -hmm. I know what that's like. I chose to come back after being gone for 10 years and just understanding what it means to be able to pour back into my community and how, you know, sometimes we can leave because of the narratives of our story and when we choose to rewrite that um, and, and tell a new story, right? Or just continue that story in a different version. And so, you know, you touched on a little bit about the community and the people that support you. Where does your story begin? I can say that when I was very young, I have been a victim of sexual assault mm. and I honestly wanted to end my life at one point wow. when I was a little girl, but instead of taking a negative route, which a lot of people usually do, I found solace and joy through art. Mm -hmm. Art was my way of escaping my reality, even in school. I was a really smart kid, but I would literally draw on my test and mm. not care. Wow. But instead of my teachers getting mad at me, they started buying my work and was like, Aja, you need to keep going. I want to purchase this from you. You're going to retake the test, wow. but yeah. I'm going to buy this from you. They started taking me to art galleries, mm -hmm. like my math teacher taking us to art galleries, my my people in class buying work from me, telling me that they really loved it. So I saw that joy that art was bringing me, bringing joy to other people that had their own stories. Mm -hmm. So over time, it was something that I decided to do for the rest of my life, being the example. Because I know a lot of people tell you what you should do, but actually leading your life to actually be doing stuff like that is huge. And I'm happy that I can be in a way, the artwork to show people, like, yeah. I did it. So Absolutely. can you, even if it's in your own way. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, no, I think that's so amazing. I was listening to this recording this morning um, by Oprah Winfrey, and one of the things that she touched on was how important it is for our soul to be in alignment with our personality and to the work that we've been called to do. And, and when you talk about the fact that, you know, 
um, you are a survivor of sexual assault and thank you so much just for your transparency and that's something that we really honor you know and how you you drew on your test mm -hmm. right but your teachers saw something that was far more greater in you mm -hmm. that was going to have so much more of a more profound impact on the calling on your life and who you were and not even knowing why you were doing what you were wanting to do right the fact that you know, from the traumatic experience that you endured, that you wanted to take your own life. And art was the only way you knew to express yourself. It mm -hmm. was the only way that you knew to sustain yourself and live. And I think that, you know, it's just amazing as well. Those are amazing teachers and educators that you have in your life that saw you for who you were, that saw that light in you and saw something that was beyond just okay, this young lady is not completing this test. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they could have easily labeled you, exactly. you know, in that situation, but they didn't. And so I think that that is um, so profound. And I know that you and I got the opportunity to be able to meet um, through the w WLTX, a seat at the table, honoree um, dinner. And it was there that I learned about a little bit about you sharing um, your testimony and just how much art, um, has been able to speak to your own life um, and your own healing journey. Um, I think it's just amazing to see what you've been able to create as a self-taught artist. Um, when I look at your work, I'm like, there's no way that I could have taught myself to do any of that. Um, but it's so, it's so inspirational, it's so powerful, and it's so moving. Um, so I, I think that that is, that is definitely amazing. Um, outside of the teachers that, you know, that one math teacher that you referenced, are there other people that you would say in a, over the time of your life who have inspired and influenced the work that you currently do today? If I say on the artistic level, it would be Outkast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Only because he did everything. Mm -hmm. I like that he didn't put a boundary on mm -hmm. his life. Like he did jazz, he did rap, yes. he did hip, he did pop, he did yes. hip hop, he mm -hmm. made animations, he did movies. Absolutely. I love that he never bound himself to one thing. So, right. yes, I'm a painter, but I also call myself more of a creator because mm -hmm. it just makes everything endless and it doesn't get boring. And I find out more layers to myself that I never knew was there. And for somebody who always downed herself and didn't think that I was worthy, mm -hmm. to be able to peel back those layers and find new things that I like about myself constantly mm -hmm. in the field that I work, it's so refreshing. And that's the reason why I smile every morning. <laughs> no, I think that's amazing. And what, what was it? What was that moment or that defining time in your life that, like, you knew – okay, I'm about to peel back these layers. What was it that was that moment where you were able to realize, like, I am more than my circumstances and the things that I've experienced and that I am worthy of being able to live a life of joy and doing something that brings me joy? I can honestly say maybe four years ago, my grandmother passed and we went to a funeral for her mm -hmm. and I had to face <laughs> what I had gone through as a kid. And I thought throughout all this time that I actually had um, like gotten over it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I hadn't. Yeah. And when I came back home, I had elementary schools and middle schools and high schools that wanted me to go speak. And I had to cancel them because at that moment, I realized that all that I've built with my art company Everything that I've done as far as joy in the community, people were looking up to me, yeah. and I wasn't even looking at myself. Wow. And it made me realize, like, if I'm going to hold that responsibility to talk to people and actually stand on what 
I say I am, mm-hmm. I need to learn Aisha. So I really took about six months off mm-hmm. going to therapy, talking to people, and actually getting a chance to let my inner Aisha talk. Let her yeah. let her speak. Let her get a hug from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it felt good to be able to talk to that child first. So now that when I talk to other people's kids, adults, anybody, mm-hmm. I can stand on my word. And I feel stronger now. Yeah. I feel like I can really just do whatever I set my mind to. I'm not hiding anything. It's transparent. It's like mm-hmm. you couldn't blackmail me for who I am. Right. And I can literally tell people that by being an example, not just saying it because it's the right thing to do. I'm really big on that. So yeah. I can say that was big. <laughs> yeah, and I think that just speaks so much to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. It speaks to your character, to your integrity, right? To be able to self-reflect and be self-aware of knowing where you were in your entrepreneurship journey that even though you had individuals who were wanting you to come and speak, mm-hmm. right, and, and be on this platform that you had created and built at the same time you were at a place where you realized, wait a minute, I'm not being my authentic self because there are parts of Aisha that needs to heal, right? Mm -hmm. So that I can fully show up um, in regards to who I am. And so if there are other aspiring entrepreneurs or individuals who are entrepreneurs that are listening in today, you know, what is something that you would share with them? I think sometimes we can, as an entrepreneur myself, um, I know that, you know, when we have an idea, a great idea comes, our mind, our wheels are always spinning, right? We're ready to go to the next thing and build and create, right? But, like, there was this moment where you took that time to take a sila, mm-hmm. right? So what would be something for those that are tuning in right now who, again, either aspire to be an entrepreneur or are currently already in entrepreneurship um, that you would share with them in this moment? I can say something that holds dear to me every day is telling people if people throw stones at you, make a castle, build Mm. something out of it instead of taking the bruises and everything. They're going to be there, but instead of like throwing them to the side and trying to lick your wounds, take Mm -hmm. those stones that were thrown at you and build something nice because they're going to be there. I'd rather them not be baggage or in the way. I'd rather make something beautiful out of anything because through every storm, a flower will bloom. Be that flower. Mm-hmm. Don't let people pick you. and Don't pick yourself because I feel like you'll wilt and you'll die off. And when you're building something like a business, right. you really need to think that way because there's going to be plenty of negativity. And no one cares about you more than yourself. Right. So as long as you're investing in you first, mm-hmm. the crowd will come. Yeah. So that would be my biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think, no, I think that's uh, definitely a true statement and something that I can relate to because, like you said, you're going to have those who, the same at the same momentum, you'll have those who are applauding and cheering you on, and then you'll have those who are not. Yes. And you can't allow yourself to be moved by either of them so much so that they determine and define who exactly. you are or how you show up. Um, so that is, is such a, a valid statement, and, and thank you for sharing that. So we're going to transition and talk a little, not necessarily transition, but just talk a little bit about, you know, community and what does that mean to you. Mm-hmm. Um, how does your community, as a creator, right, how does your community inspire the work that you produce and develop? I can say that now that I'm at the stage that I am, in it's fun because I see a community as an orchestra everybody's their own instrument we can make beautiful music (laughs) so for me I find poets I find singers dancers 
brick masons, mm -hmm. people who build cars, like just people who do all kinds of things. And we just find ways to either work together or show up for them because we are such a rich place in our community and we're not talked about enough. Mm -hmm. We're not bleeding into each other enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we have that, people will know this is your place, this is your foundation. Even if you leave, you always have a place to come back to and know that we patting you on the back, we're gonna show up and show out. So I've enjoyed just the chance to get to know other creatives. Mm -hmm. And we like literally bleed off of each other. And I tell them things that I know that can help the community. And then they tell me things that they find concerning that I never even thought about yeah. so that I can help in those ways. I feel like being open-minded to those conversations make the community better. Yeah. So I'm happy to even be at the table for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and that's definitely important. And it's I think is realizing that everything has value. Yes, you know, like I've seen you make art out of like bubblegum wrappers <laughs> 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 most recently. So it's like everything has value, regardless mm -hmm. of the role that you play in the community. You're still a member of this exactly. community, right? And there's inspiration that you bring, and there's change that you bring, and we all have value. And when we recognize, when we realize that, like you said then we're able to bleed into one another, right? There's this continual exchange that's mm -hmm. happening and then that's taking place. And I think that's something, you know, when I think about the work that we do here at The Hive, um, how important that is. Um, we are an organization, you know, as a culturally specific uh, peer advocacy organization serving survivors of sexual assault, uh, domestic violence and stalking across the state of South Carolina, um, it's important for us to make sure that everyone understands that this is not just an issue that impacts those that can identify as a survivor, mm -hmm. right? That this is everyone's issue and it is everyone's issue because safety and wellness is something that we all desire, exactly. that we all have a natural right, you know, to experience and to, to be able to, um, just to be able to have, you know, in, a, in our day-to-day -day life. And so when you think about you know, community, and when you talk about the value that everyone brings, you know, how the safety and wellness align in that for you? I've actually been doing a lot of podcasts, and within the conversations, mm -hmm. they open up to me, and it's fine. It's like a common ground everybody is seeing that the stuff that's being swept under the rug, the things that people constantly have concern about mm -hmm. as far as safety awareness is huge right. and it's like people are self-aware but they're not aware of others right and just having those open conversations i feel like will help better everyone in the Absolutely. long run because if we're all on the same page there shouldn't be a leader i feel like in the community if everybody's on the same page no matter what happens to that person who said the message everybody knows it so it'll continue so Absolutely. i really love that when I get those chances to talk to other people, it's not about who said it, it's mm -hmm. about you moving in that regard so everyone around you feels safe. And right. if you so find somebody in your future, it's like a rippling effect, it becomes a wave. Mm -hmm. If one person knows and they can tell the next and then the next and then the next, so yeah, I love that. No, absolutely, and I think that's what it's about. It's about creating that safe space, mm -hmm. right? To be able to have these conversations. And like you said, it's not about who's the leader, who's the person that's leading the movement or that, you know, is is, is telling the story, yeah. right? But it's about the fact that, like, we all can tell the mm -hmm. story because, again, we all 
uh, have a right to be safe, yes. right, to center and have wellness mm-hmm. and to be able to experience that and to know that, like, yes, this is something that as a community we cannot continue to um, do a disjustice to or disservice, I should say, to by, you know, not acknowledging that this is an issue, that this is a community problem, right, and until we realize that this is a this is a human problem. This mm-hmm. is a public health issue, um, and particularly here in South Carolina, you know, where uh, for the first time in two years, where South Carolina did not rank in the top ten of women being killed as a result of domestic violence, um, it's so critical and so important that we have these conversations, particularly when um, Black and Brown women are the ones and girls who are experiencing these issues um, at higher rates. And so um, we know that, you know, it takes community leaders such as yourself um, who have been willing to accept the challenge of Mm -hmm. just acknowledging that, like, this is not just someone's, it's not just my issue because Mm -hmm. I'm a survivor. It's everyone's issue, right? And so we truly are grateful that you not only um, you know, saw the importance of accepting this call and being a part of this podcast, but you yourself was willing to also sign our pledge yeah. um, that we developed as a part of this podcast for community leaders um, who will who will um, align themselves with our organization and with this movement as we continue to center safety and wellness for all survivors. So we'll be back after this break um, that we're going to take briefly, and we're going to kind of talk more about what this pledge means to you before we wrap up. The Hive Community Circle is a survivor-led, survivor-driven support organization helping women and girls in South Carolina overcome the trauma of sexual assault, intimate partner violence, and stalking. We are on a mission to provide unwavering support and compassion through centering safety and wellness to the most impacted yet most underserved survivors in South Carolina. To learn more about our organization, visit us at www.thehivecc.org. So thank you so much again for joining us for Bienvenidos to the Cookout. I, again, am Ashley Thomas, founder and executive director of the Hive Community Circle, and I have joining with me on today, Aja Charles. And so, Aja, we were just talking about um, the pledge that we created as a part of our uh, podcast to center safety and wellness um, for black and brown survivors, but all survivors um, in the state of South Carolina. And so... Um, again, we thank you for that. And are there any final comments um, or anything that you would like to share to encourage other community members who may be listening and tuning in to join the Hive in this pledge of centering safety and wellness? I can say that anyone that's in this community should definitely come and pledge because if you are a community leader, everybody's looking up to you. And nine times out of ten, you know someone. Mm-hmm that has gone through something similar or you know that it's important regardless or you might be someone that has gone through it and no matter where you are in your journey pledging to something like this just shows how much you really are there for the community because when it comes to stuff like this happening you don't know how it's affecting every situation around you because how people move based off of what they've gone through how they perceive this world, how they do things around here, no matter how much positivity you put in, if you're not helping create a safe space for them to move, 
nothing, no light are they going to want to shine in. So I feel like being that strong person to actually come out here and want to pledge is just something to even just put in your back pocket to say, hey, I'm helping Mm -hmm. in more than just my way. Because for me, when y'all asked me to come here, I was already kind of pledging to myself to be that superhero for a little Aja. I was telling myself, like, no matter what I do with my art, it's just a staircase to help me be able to help other people in other ways. My art is just the key to unlock those doors, to get in those rooms. So when I find places like this that are doing things like this for the community, where it's so much more common than we really know, Mm -hmm. it brings me almost to tears to know that we have this here in Columbia. So it deserves all the praise. It needs to be on Main (laughs) Street, (laughs) to be honest, because y'all are doing something so big in our community. So... If you're not willing to, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. It is just truly an honor, mm-hmm. a privilege to even yeah. be able to sign that paper. So I thank you guys for this opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and thank you again um, because it takes community leaders such yes. as yourself, right, um, to be willing to utilize the platform that they have to bring awareness, but not only bring awareness, but to align yourself. And like you said, you have been doing this work, right? You've pledged to yourself, yes. to the, uh, the the little girl, Aisha, within you, but also see the impact of what does it do when I'm able to reach others, right, um, through other platforms. And so we are, again, so grateful for you, and we thank you all for those that are tuning in. Um, we are now getting ready to wrap up, and we just want to, again, thank you. You can, again, tune in to hear us on Spotify, Apple Music, Um, And join us as we come back for our next guest on Somos Melanated Voices podcast. Thank you so much again. I'm Ashley Thomas with the Hive Community Circle.